Hi, my name is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast of the New Testament. I'll be using as the text the King James Version, along with the Joseph Smith Translation. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll also be using quotes from general authorities of the Church, the Apostles and Prophets, and BYU professors and others, and uh, every word out of the Scriptures themselves. So if you're ready for a really detailed analysis of the New Testament, you've come to the right place. Welcome. Hi there, welcome back. This is going to be for John chapter 7. So I'll read just a few little introductory things before we get into the verses. First of all, this is about Jesus teaching in the temple. Uh, Jesus does not condemn a woman brought in adultery, and he proclaims that he is the light of the world. The Jews' Feast of Tabernacles symbolized their 40 years in the desert. It also symbolizes our sojourn on earth in this celestial realm, watching and hoping for the day of the Savior and our deliverance into the promised land of his kingdom. This time place, or I'm sorry, this time takes place in the autumn of the third year of the Lord's ministry. Consider the symbolism of his coming suddenly to the temple as he will come at the second coming. Is it possible that the second coming may be in the fall, the same time as the harvest celebrated by the Jews anciently? If the meeting at Adamandayaman is in the spring around Passover time in preparation, maybe the second coming will then come six months later. And I have no idea if that's the case. I'm just speculating there. Bruce R. McConkie said, The Feast of Tabernacles was the most festive of the Jewish celebrations. It took 446 priests and 446 Levites to carry out the sacrificial worship. On each day of the feast, one of these sons of Aaron drew two pints of water from the pool of Siloam, followed by throngs of worshippers who carried their palm branches to be waved in the Hosanna shout. A solemn procession carried the living water to the temple. Joyous blasts on the sacred trumpets heralded its arrival, and while one priest poured it into a silver basin on the western side of the altar, another poured the wine for the drink offering into another silver basin on the eastern side. The water was poured onto the altar in the hopes that rains would fall. Then came the chanting by the Levites with responses from the people of the Hallel, which consists of Psalms 113 through 118. At designated places, the people responded with the following cries, Hallelujah, praise ye the Lord. O Lord, send now prosperity, and O give thanks to the Lord. As these expressions were made, similarly we suppose, as is the case in the latter-day Hosanna shout, they waved their palm branches toward the great altar. Four great candlesticks are lit, showing that the light of the Lord shines unto every corner of the city. Alrighty, verse 1. This is about Jesus entering into the Feast of Tabernacles, or being entreated to go to the Feast of Tabernacles. After these things, Jesus walked in Galilee, for he would not walk in Jewry, because the Jews sought to kill him. Now the Jews' Feast of Tabernacles was at hand. His brethren, therefore, said unto him, Depart hence, and go into Judea, that thy disciples there also may see the works that thou doest. For there is no man that doeth anything in secret, but he himself seeketh to be known openly. If thou do these things, show thyself to the world. His brothers, these are the sons of Joseph and Mary, are saying, If you are who you claim you are, then all men should see your miracles and hear your message. If you are the Messiah, now is the time to show it in the temple in the holy city. That was by Elder McConkie. Or, if thou be the Christ, prove it. His brothers symbolize the unbelief of many of the people. His brothers become converted later. In fact, James becomes an apostle and member of the First Presidency, and Jude wrote the book of Jude. 
Verse 5, For neither did his brethren believe in him. Then Jesus said unto them, My time is not yet come, but your time is always ready. The world cannot hate you, but me it hateth, because I testify of it, that the works thereof are evil. Go ye up unto the feast. I go not up yet unto this feast, for my time is not yet full come. Jesus' response means that he will determine when he when to go to Jerusalem. He will come at the right time. He and his party will not go with the great caravans that parade openly and ostentatiously to the festive celebration. He will yet abide in Galilee and travel to Jerusalem at a time of his own choosing and with his own associates. And that's, in, uh, that's by Bruce R. McConkie. Verse 9, When he had said these words unto them, he continued still in Galilee. According to the law, all males were required to the feast. He planned on obeying the law. Elder McConkie again says, A testimony of the divinity of Christ and of the saving power of his gospel is not bestowed automatically because of family relationship. It comes only by personal obedience to those eternal laws upon which its receipt is predicated. In nearly all ages there have been prophets and righteous men whose sons and daughters have forsaken the faith of their fathers and have chosen to walk after the manner of the world. Frequent special reference is made to the sons of Joseph and Mary as the brethren of Jesus, though in fact they were his half-brothers. Though they were reared in the same household and came under the benign influence of Joseph and Mary, though they were aware of the teachings, ministry, and miracles of Jesus himself, yet these, his close relatives, had not so far accepted him as the Messiah. However, all of them apparently were converted later. One of them, identified by Paul as James the Lord's brother, was to minister in the Holy Apostleship, and yet another, Judas, who called himself Jude, the brother of James, wrote the epistle of Jude. Verse 10, But after his brethren were gone up, then went he also up unto the feast, not openly, but as it were in secret. Jesus is now leaving his homeland forever or until after his resurrection. The crowds at the feast discussed Jesus. Then, verse 11, Then the Jews sought him at the feast and said, Where is he? We now seek him for his second coming. And that's what we're doing, aren't we? And there was much murmuring among the people concerning him, for some said, He is a good man. Others say, Nay, but he deceiveth the people. Howbeit no man spake openly of him for fear of the Jews. No apostle or seventy was present to speak openly of him. That's what Elder McConkie thought. Jesus teaches in the temple, verse 14. Now, about the midst of the feast, or perhaps about the fourth or fifth day of the feast, Elder McConkie said, Without warning, he was there. His arrival was then, as the second coming will be. Now, this is me personally. It's my opinion that the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ will occur during the month of October or late September during the time when the Feast of Tabernacles would be celebrated. Just as he came suddenly to the temple during the feast, so he will come suddenly at the second coming. Jesus went up into the temple. One must climb some stairs to enter the temple and taught. This is the last time that the Feast of Tabernacles will be legally approved for worship by God until its millennial restoration, when not only the Jews, but all nations will go up to Jerusalem to worship the King, the Lord of hosts, according to the new rituals and performances that are part of that eternal fullness, which supersedes the lesser Mosaic system. Again, that was by Bruce R. McConkie. I think the other reason that we're going to be celebrating the Feast of Tabernacles during the millennium is because it will also celebrate the Second Coming. That's just my opinion. All right. Verse 15, And the Jews marveled, saying, How knoweth this man letters, having never learned? In other words, where are his credentials? He was taught by his father Joseph also, did he did not have much worldly education. He was taught by heavenly messengers too. Verse 16, Jesus answered them and said, My doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. 
If any man do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. Are we willing to put the Lord to the test and live his teachings to see if they're true? He that speaketh of himself seeketh his own glory, but he that seeketh his glory that sent him, the same is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. Did not Moses give you the law, and yet none of you keepeth the law? Why do ye go up why do why go ye about to kill me? The people answered and said, Thou hast a devil who goeth about to kill thee. Jesus answered and said unto them, I have done one work, and ye all marvel. Moses therefore gave unto you circumcision, not because it is of Moses, but of the fathers. And ye on the Sabbath day circumcise a man. If a man on the Sabbath day receive circumcision, that the law of Moses should not be broken, are ye angry at me, because I have made a man every whit whole on the Sabbath day? Judge not according to your traditions, but judge righteous judgment." There is a difference between principles and preferences, and between laws and traditions. Their traditions had strayed from the principles. Verse 25, Then said some of them of Jerusalem, Is not this he whom they seek to kill? But lo, he speaketh boldly, and they say nothing unto him. Do the rulers know indeed that this is the very Christ? Howbeit we know this man whence he is, but when Christ cometh, no man knoweth whence he is. Then cried Jesus in the temple as he taught, saying, Ye both know me, and ye know whence I am. And I am not come of myself, but he that sent me is true, whom ye know not. But I know him, for I am from him, and he hath sent me. Then they sought to take him, but no man laid hands on him, because his hour was not yet come. And many of the people believed on him, and said, When Christ cometh, will he do more miracles than these which this man hath done? The Pharisees heard that the the people murmured such things concerning him, and the Pharisees and the chief priests sent officers to take him. Then said Jesus unto them, yet a, yet a little while I am with you, and then I go unto him that sent me. Jesus simply declines to be arrested. It is not yet his time. Ye shall seek me, and shall not find me, and where I am, thither ye cannot come. In the troubles of the coming day they shall seek for their deliverer, their Messiah, and shall not find him. The unrepentant come cannot come into his father's kingdom, for no unclean thing can enter therein. Verse 35, Then said the Jews unto themselves, Whither will he go, that he shall not, that we shall not find him? Will he go unto the dispersed among the Gentiles, and teach the Gentiles? What manner of saying is this, that he said, Ye shall seek me, and shall not find me, and where I am, thither ye cannot come? In the last day that, day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. The great or last day of the feast was eagerly anticipated and celebrated with rejoicing and illuminations of the temple. <clears throat> this day represented for the Jews the messianic day, the prophesied return of the house of David to the throne of Israel in power and glory. During the ceremony that involved the water, Jesus stood and spoke loud enough for all to hear. He did not interrupt the proceedings, but spoke when the ceremony finished to explain how he fulfills it. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Christ will give living water to those who believe in him. The living water is the Holy Ghost. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they, had, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was promised unto them who believe after, the, after that Jesus was glorified. Many of the temples of today have, the, in their fr- have in their front a fountain of water in token of the Spirit of the Lord, which flows from his presence. 
Verse 40, many of the people, therefore, when they heard this saying, said, of a truth, this is the prophet. Others said, this is the Christ. But some said, shall Christ come out of Galilee? Hath not the scripture said that Christ cometh of the seed of David and out of the town of Bethlehem, where David was? They squabble over where the Messiah is to come from. So there was a division among the people because of him, and some of them would have taken him, but no man laid hands on him. Again, he refuses to be arrested. Then came the officers to the chief priests and Pharisees, and they said unto him, Why have ye not brought him? The officers answered, Never man spake like this man. Then answered them the Pharisees, Are ye also deceived? Have any of the rulers or of the Pharisees believed on him? But this people who knoweth not the law are cursed. Nicodemus saith unto them, He that came to Jesus by night, bringing, bring, being one of them. Here we have one who stands to defend Jesus. Doth our law judge any man before it hear him, and know what he doeth? They answered and said unto him, Art thou also of Galilee? Search and look, for out of Galilee ariseth no prophet. Their, their only reply is to deride him. They had no good response, and every man went unto his own house. So anyway, that's the end of the chapter, and we'll see what happens next time. Come back for the exciting adventure. Bye.